You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Yo, Grow Talk. Grow Talk today, Monday, hanging out. Hope everybody had a good weekend. You ready to talk some grow, Scotty? Oh, always ready to talk some grow, dude. Man, it's episode uh, 99 officially, so I I think we got a couple emails. We had some people. We got any suggestions for our 100th show? What's growing on this Wednesday? You know, let's try and figure it out, guys. Send us an idea. What do you think, Scott? You got any ideas for the 100th, 100th Dude Grow Show? Yeah, I don't know, man. Just have a rocking show, I guess, man. Wish we could uh, get a whole bunch of DGC up in here, man. We always have some good interviews and, and grower sit-ins, man. That's that's kind of my favorite part of the show. So. Yeah, we'll be able to we'll be able to figure out something with uh, with something with the hundredth for you guys. What is a hundredth? That's the, uh, the the diamond double diamond gold show, Grandmaster Flash. Oh man, I don't even know. Man. <laughs> Platinum man, that that Palladium man. If you guys don't already know, coming up. On this show is going to be a whole bunch of grow talk. A lot of questions coming in from you guys. Appreciate it. If you could send in more, I love it because it puts the diversity into this show. Dude grows at Gmail. Definitely hit it up. And uh, yeah, we got an interview coming up too. Uh, if you guys want any suggestions on Dinesh, is going to sit back in from Optic Foliar. I have a couple questions for him, and he's gonna he's gonna drop some of the foliar spraying science with his products. Nice. And uh, man, we got uh, what else? What I, else? Scotty? I know Jake and Doctor Tom want to come back on and talk a little bit a little bit of goodness there too. So that'd be nice to get them on. Yeah, I was talking about that. I think uh, I think we're gonna have to separate those two out. They're a little intense together, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the away tra- from the Starbucks, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they'll be they'll be coming at me. And anyway, guys, so uh, what's up with the uh, primetime supporter this week? Who you got? Who you got? You know, man, I'm going to have to just say, uh, you know, give some love to my nutrient company, Canna, man, who kind of shows me some love, man. So I'm absolutely going to show it back to them. And I've been talking about them for years and, man, I guess they finally heard me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm running Canna A and B, and, you know, like I always run in Cocoa. And man, I think I'm going to try the Rizatonic and Boost. I'll let you know. I'll be honest with you whether, you know, those are their expensive products. And I'll be honest with the results and, and let you know what they're worth the money, though. But they want me to try those. And uh, man, I was talking to uh, to them about BioCanna, which is their, their bio line. And yeah, I'm running that Bloom, the BioFloors. Yeah, man. I think you, you might need to go, go full bio, man. You, full bio. You're going to have to go to full to bio. The- Courtney over at Way to Grow, I think, does the full full bio line. Yeah, and man. he's he's yeah. We, we <laughs> I told Scotty we got to get Courtney up on the show, man, and interview him. He's like, that'd be great, but I mean, 
you know, sometimes he's a little hard to understand. If you guys don't know, he does the uh, he does the Rasta shout out. Should I, is that what I'd call him? Sometimes sure. on the show. Sure. I love it. I love it. Uh, I wanted to say though, yeah, with the I, I want to get out. I am working on these feed charts. I talked to him a few episodes back. Um, I mean, I don't know the most basic one. There is a Bocanicare, which is some Botanicare, Canna, and some other some other products and recharge, of course. But Scotty, what do you think about Ultra Simple? If I were to tell a new grower, I've been thinking about this, and I said, look. Two part. Okay, we're gonna have you growing in in cocoa. We're gonna have you use can of cocoa A and B, and recharge, and then that's that's it. I would like to test that on on. Actually, I have a plant I'm about to put into bloom. But what do you think? Just not enough, or you think it'll work out good? Give me that again. You're just saying what were you saying again? I was thinking of some stupid analogy, man. Can of cocoa, the A and B, if we're growing bloom, just mm-hmm. two bottles, right? And then just using recharge for the rest to get my, you know, my kelp molasses, biologicals, and all that in there. I was yeah. curious what type of is it being the most easy program, but still having success ever. Absolutely, Would you approve that. Absolutely, man. At that point, you can grow good cannabis without a lot of hassle. Now you're walking out of the house there looking like a seven. You know what I mean? You got everything you need to walk out of the house looking like a seven. Now, if oh, you, you got wa- your analogy now. Yeah. Right, now, if, if you want to look like an eight. Man, you start throwing a little biocozyme in there, maybe using a little tricantinol jumpstart. You know, you, you want to go up to a nine, you start adding some amino acids. You start, I guess you always need a bloom booster. You know what I mean? That's, that's pretty fundamental. You know, a, a high P yeah. and high K bloom booster. But, you know, there's, I guess my point is, is that you can start out with a good, like you go and buy a car. You're like, all right, cool. You want the base Corvette? There you go. A lot of cool stuff in it, you know? Uh, you know, it's still a Corvette, but you want to start going up, up from there. You can always go up, man. And you can always go to where you're trying to achieve perfection. And just like race car drivers, you know, they, they spend a hundred thousand dollars to get five more miles an hour. It's kind of the same thing with, uh, cannabis growers where that last little bit of perfection, I'm not saying it has to cost you a lot of money, but it costs you effort and, and it, it's not simple to achieve that super, super, a uh, great flavored dank weed, man. It's something that uh, uh, takes some work, man. It does. It takes some care. If you're looking for a settle in, forget it. Hell yeah, you can grow delicious weed that you can bring to parties and be proud of, and people will ask you for, and people will like. Um, you can do that with recharge and kind of A and B, absolutely. And then you can go up from there, man. All right, I like it. I'll take the analogy. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to hook it up, of course, if you are a uh, Colorado grower, you can go hook up on the can over at any of the way to grows. They're pretty much the only retailer of it. Uh, seven stores. Use the Dude Grows account, if you will, and hook it up this week uh, or this whole month of June. I don't even know the prices off the top of my head. I have a couple. The lighted up sale, so you can stock up on your Horty, your Horlux 1000 watts. Uh, HPSs are $59.99, which is a penny cheaper than the Dude Grows bulb deal, I believe. And you can do the 600, which is what I actually run in. They're more expensive. The 600 watt HPS is uh, 69.99. So I got to go pick up a few of those myself, actually, because now's the time, man. Now's the time. Hortelix blue bulbs are in sale, also. I don't know the pricing off the top of my head, but they kick butt. Hey, man, the dude gets those. I should say the dude grows crew gets those deals 24 7, 365, though. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, they do. I don't know about on the 600, but yeah, 1,000-watt HPS, rock it out. Yeah, big love uh, the way to grow, man. Really, really strong supporters of us, man. They was there in the you, beginning. If you guys got good grow stores in your neck of the woods, man, definitely suggest them over. We're trying to uh, compose a little list up and just let people know who the DGC thinks, man, this is a good store over here. I heard a guy that traveled up into Michigan 
Uh, I forgot where he's from, but he was a medical grower, and he wrote an article somewhere. Man, I probably even found it on Advanced Nutrients site when I was doing a little uh, creative investigating about he had a lot of bad experiences. He said there's a couple good ones, but there's these so many bad ones. So it's just good to know in different areas, especially in states that are cropping up with a lot of grow stores and legal states. Hey, these guys are legit. Work with these guys. Talk to Steve over here. It's always good to let people know. Yeah, you know, man, through calling all these stores by slinging recharge, man, I see some of these people are just close-minded, man. They're absolutely, maybe they're jaded from getting so much crap solicited to them. You know, the fucking 10 different kinds of uh, resin cleaner for your hands and all that shit, you know, or whatever. But um, yeah, it's it, it's a little bit of a bummer, you know, and you try to talk to these people and they're just not interested in anything new. So I don't know. Maybe it's just that when you call people from Colorado, there's a little bit of uh, of local rivalry, I guess. You know, you call into Oregon or you call into Washington, they want to tell you to go get bent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless, let's move on because I want to get into uh, Grow Talk questions here. We've got about seven or eight of them caught up finally. Some of you guys, I'm sorry it took a bit to get to them. Uh, but before we do, before we do, Come let's, on, play a, let's play a quick break here. Uh Gonna roll at you with a little little info on recharge as well as a rockin' a rockin' parody. Those parodies are all available now. I thought I think I saw those. Are those on dudegrows.com, the parodies? Yeah, um, man. There's a like if somebody just wants to access the parodies only, where can they find those? Yep, there's a download section where we're trying to throw everything on there. Bear with us because uh it takes a little while to do it. I'm still in the in the process of troubleshooting every we launched a site last week. Everybody's been like, hey, cool site, but this don't work. You know, cool site, but this don't work. So, you know, Grow Daddy, lots of love to you, man. I appreciate you helping me critique the site and kick the tires on it. Everybody else out there, hell yeah, man. Thank you, guys. Cool. We'll sit back, enjoy, guys. Toke a little. I'll tell you right now, I am toking on the, uh, had a little get-together over the weekend. Extractor Man and Alpalkin Ugg came and hung out. We watched Square Grouper. Dr. J was in the house, and uh, I got great sample of uh, Grape Godbud cured up and it man it smells so good and i got one of these uh one of the finos going outside here so i'm pretty stoked on that dude you open this it's got the the fine hues of grape essence in the fall specifically right around october 8th and when you open the bag it says it smells great man so i'm gonna talk on that in this break guys we'll be right back with some grow talk man dude grows yeah let's do it man that bud look what shit looks good shit's danker than a motherfucker that shit look I mean, how's the smell? How's it taste? Is it grown right? It's grown straight up with recharge, homie. She. Look, listen, grower, tell your crew I'm looking for one of them bad-ass purple buds. No doubt. The recharge buds. But if it ain't all that, you know if it ain't up to what the dude in Scotty Real is growing, oh, yeah. you already know what to do. If you got little buds, tell your boy, recharge it up. If you got root rot, tell them boys, recharge it up. If you got yellow leaves, then tell your boy, recharge it up. If you want to grow them big fat buds, then all you do, recharge it up. If you wanna grow that stanky shit, then tell them boys, recharge it up.
Conrad, numeral, numeral uno here. Greetings from California. I started to listen to you guys, and I can't think of anything bad to say about the show, except you two never share your product. <laughs> what is our product again, man? Oh, I don't know. This I think is the product, talk, uh, man. Uh, I'll bet you, if, yeah. I mean, you come out and, and hang out in Colorado or wherever, we'll definitely share some product. No worries. I was just trading up some product yes, just the other day when I had some of the crew over. That was fun as hell because yeah. we get to, you know, share in the strains. I traded up some some Island Sweet Skunk, I think it was, for some Flowberry and, you know, all this good stuff going on. So. I think, uh, didn't we just go to the Cannabis Cup and share everybody's product? Yes, we did pretty good there. But he's, he's, he's just pulling a, pulling a change, know. man. Says he's a new grower. He's grown for about a year now, and I have a tent with a 600 watt light. I have fans, uh, one in and one out, and I grow auto flower because I have height restrictions. Excuse I me. He using... says he's got one inny and one outie. He did say I have one. In... <laughs> <laughs> he did say I have an inny and an outie. Um, okay, auto flower due to height restrictions. He grows. Uses, he, he uses the back guano uh, for veggie and another guano for blooming. Tries to grow grow organic. And he also has Grow Big and Tiger Bloom on hand, and it was from his first months of growing. So he's also thinking of throwing a little bit of Roots Organic. He uses Ocean Force and mixes it in half with Cocoa Core. And he says, I haven't noticed any bad with anything bad with this setup or these products I use uh, in five-gallon smart pots. My question for you is, I'm planning on setting up my 1,000-watt light. What should I be prepared for? Um, should I forget the five-gallon pots and go bigger? If so, how big? And should I also consider buying other nutrients that you might find more beneficial for a plant under a thousand watt light? I'm currently vegging a cheese plant. Sad to say, it's <laughs> it is outshining my autos. So these might be my last autos I grow. I'm not looking to grow the biggest, baddest stuff out there, and I'm years away from that. All right, a few things, man. I like his idea on autos uh, for height restriction. Now, I don't is that know. not a good? No. Yeah, just because you can't like. Yeah, tell me why. Because you can't top them. You know, you don't. Uh, you don't what, top if you autos. top it, what what you just mess up its metabolism full on? I don't know. I think you're just cutting off budding sites. It's, it's not like you have a lot of time with those autos. I mean, I guess you could top them, but you're really the instructions I got with them is just let them go, man. You know, just let them go. Light feeding and let them go. And man, the quality of smoke from autos really isn't something that I would flip out about. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, I, I don't know. Just just my opinion. It's decent quality, but. Man, I would get something you can, something that you could control. I would really con- the five gallon buckets are fine as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you just might have to water them a little bit more frequently or something, but nothing wrong with a five gallon bucket under a thousand. You know, you could probably right. yeah, I think you could grow you know probably a five ounce plant under that thing, maybe even a little more. Shit, I I've seen people grow close to a pound with a five ga- a five gallon hempy bucket before. Yeah, it's one of those relevant things again, of course. I mean, you could have, sure, I'd say, nah, you want a 30 gallon and just grow one, you know, but five gallons probably just about the right size if you're, you know, if you're growing. Just stick within your five by five, four and a half by four and a half footprint under that light. And, you know, if you can't, if I could only have a plant count such as Ohio, responsible Ohio is supposed to do of four plants, yeah. I'd probably be in, uh, I'd put four, maybe four, seven or four, 10 gallons under that light instead of eight five gallons so it's all relevant to what you're trying to do nothing wrong good to hear um you're rocking on these yeah the smart pots there and as well i mean those nutrients you have on hand as far as your ocean for i mean the uh fox farm grow big and tiger bloom i mean since you have them i would use them um i don't really like either of those i don't mind though fox farm has big 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 blooms a pretty pretty decent bloom it's got guano in it and some uh 
warm. It's like a tea, like a bloom, a pretty good bloom tea, I'd call it. Um, his half and half. What do you think of his half and half with cocoa and ocean forest? I think that's an okay recipe. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Uh, but yeah, so far, it sounds like, you know, you're rocking nutrient wise. You're saying what, what nutrients might you find more beneficial for a thousand watt light? Yeah, you I don't, know, I don't like, like his nutrient selection, man. I would go and get something. I mean, shit, Dynagro. Just that one part Dynagro Foliage Pro, I think is better than, than those other products. Dynagro with Recharge, if you wanted to keep it really simple. Canna A and B with Recharge or Grow More's three part with Recharge. Of course, I'm mentioning the people that sponsor us, but you know, a good quality three part that, that we're off. I don't know, man. I get people off of Fox Farm quick because they're always telling me that when, every time they send in Grow Talk questions about they're having these nutrient problems, they talk about their Fox Farm nutrients. So I'm like, hey, man, maybe switch to a more prominent nutrient. Yeah. And I've been talking, actually, we got to get a hold of uh, Jake. One of our listeners was is wanting to go to. A different three part from GH, and they were gonna run Growmore's, you know, three part Grow Bloom Micro, and I said, man, we I think Jake mentioned it once. We gotta, I want to get into the uh, the dry nutrients, their dry three part, as far as uh, the affordability and the versatility, and be like, so what is really the difference? Am I gonna see if I run a three part liquid from you, or if I run your three part dry? Because I'm pretty sure all it is is add water, and that's the only difference. Yeah, but the difference, so, no, the difference is control. You know what I mean? With that, when you're manipulating the three parts, you're manipulating the N, P, and K. To, well, you can do that with the dry one. They have a, I think the, I thought they had a three part dry too, but I could be wrong. We'll have to get I don't into think it. so. I think it's a two part and it's basically a grow and a bloom. It's not mix, meant to be mixed together. Gotcha. You know, one's like a 13, three, thir, I mean, a three, <clears throat> man, I can't think. A 13, 13, 13 or something like that. Then the other one's like a something 42 something. I'll have to check them out. All right. Well, I think we handled that there and man you should be looking to grow the biggest baddest stuff out there soon you're not years away from that you can pull off oops what up sorry man i was trying to let you finish man let's talk about container size for five minutes man because this guy's talking about it man you know what what what's your preferred container size for growing indoors i mean like i said it's all relevant to what you're trying to do i have three lights and i have three containers right now so I mean, actually, only one because two of my lights are off. But typically, I run under the thousand watt a 10, twenty gallon, and under the six hundred watts a fifteen gallon set. But yeah, what if you got, I you find know, it depends I, on how you're growing. Yeah, I find that I get bigger yields with bigger containers. I've gone up to as big as a, a thirty gallon container, but you have to let them veg for a long time when you do stuff like that. I like a fifteen gallon container in in my uh, uh, in my system. I like a ten gallon container in my system. Um, but I don't go any lower than that, man. I do like five gallon hempy buckets and a hempy bucket is a bucket with, uh, some perlite on the bottom, about two inches of perlite. And that kind of, the water just sits in there. Um, kind of like a self-watering bottom feeding pot type of thing. But those things work really well. You can get close to a one pound plant in a five gallon bucket. One of those hempy buckets, pretty amazing. Word. Well, yeah, I mean, but all I know is when I'm, when I'm harvesting anything I'm in is completely root bound so it's yeah, uh you know my 15s don't get root bound you know and especially if i have I a mean, shitty plant eh, you know no, i'm not talking plant. in a negative way that's what i want to see personally i want to see the roots completely filling that thing out right. right yeah definitely definitely all right number two man number two kind of boring container size man come on <laughs> hello dude and scatty first off at first if you all find out any use uh, if you all find any of this useful for the podcast, please leave my name out of it as he lives in Florida. He said, enough said. Oh, no worries, man. 
That is Steve Montgomery at <laughs> Fox. Steve Montgomery, whoever the fuck that fake name is, is just getting his house raided right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I got the opportunity to start a little gorilla grow. If you guys don't know what a gorilla grow is, uh, you know, you're, there's many ways to do it, but typically that's going to be a grow outside somewhere, not on your property, and that you hope will pull off a harvest and you visit it every once in a while and, yeah, grow it in a thorn patch. All right. Um, they said the property belongs to somebody I would trust with my life. Oh, nice. So I trust them to put some water in my plants when I'm not there. As it is a little late in the season, and this is my first time, I bought nine autoflower seeds to try. Five heavyweights fast, five heavyweights fast and fast, and four of advanced blue diesel, man. Never heard of it? Sounds like a heavy-duty name, though. Yeah, man. And dude, I just talked about autoflowers before, man. I'm not against them by any means. I just think if you're doing indoor gardening and you have your choice of anything, you might want to consider a photo period plant because there's so much available. For this guy's situation, yeah. very smart move to grab autoflowers. Yeah, definitely. All right. So going on, um, so far, so good. He had 100% germination rate, and after a week, they're already a couple inches tall with multiple leaves. Next, I took three-gallon pots and cut out the bottoms, dug holes in the ground, put some potting soil in the hole, and put the bottomless pot in there. Filled the pot with potting soil, backfilled around the pot, and planted my seedlings. In a couple of days, they'll start getting watered in with, wait for it, Scotty, wait, yeah, recharge, yeah, he says. Baby. <laughs> I also have some grow bloom and neem oil coming from Dynagrow. We'll see how much of this stuff... We'll see how much of this stuff actually I end up using. Right? You should be using all that. Um, also, the plants will be getting six-plus hours a day of full direct sun. My biggest concern is the potential for spider mites. So should I try and spray the plants with neem oil just before they flower as a preventative? Any thoughts or suggestions may be much appreciated. So, right. yeah, man. I think I got good news for them, man. I lived in Florida for 20 years, man. i never seen a spider mite. Really? Yeah, they don't, I don't think they have them. It's too humid down there for them. Spider mites like this low humidity environment, and I don't know, maybe some other spot, but I used to hear about spider mites, you know, when I was, you know, growing back in the day, and I'd be like, what the hell are those, man? <laughs> Which is kind of nice for a 20-year grower. We would get an occasional thrip. We would get an occasional uh, a white fly, but, that's yeah, that's about it, man. So I guess white flies could be a problem, and they have those little cards that you can hang up that... Uh, have the predators that come out on there so you could try those hey by the way i made friends with nathan over at nature's control who sells all these uh beneficial predators and whatnot so i'll give him a shout out i've used nature's control shit that was the one that the grocery stores used to use back uh back in the 90s believe it or not so man he's been around so just a little shout out man check it out yeah, and it, I didn't know that there wasn't that you know almost no spider mite issues out there that's pretty sweet what uh I mean, powdery mildew potentially issues no, you should be worried about? I don't see it. I don't get it out there. I mean, it's you guys, you know, I'm an indoor grower in Florida, so I'm speaking from that experience. But I never heard of any of my friends getting spider mice and never heard of them getting powdery mildew. Those were kind of low, humi or, low humidity problems. Um, I, would you still be using the neem oil pretty much, you know, weekly if you could? I mean, if you're there, you might as well spray the plant with some neem if you got it. Don't hurt, man. Don't hurt. I just did a foliar yesterday, man, and I mean – Plants love a foliar. If you can get out there and give them a, give them a spray with you know a little bit of nutrient, a little bit of uh, of you know pesticide for lack of a better word or IPM, uh, yeah, it certainly doesn't hurt your plants. 
No, definitely not. I mean, he's probably more worried about, uh, depending where the plants are, outside critters, right? Like, not bugs, but animals. That's what I would be worried about. And if you're worried about that, because uh, animals do love to eat that weed, man. Um, there's something called, it's like a Swedish word. It's, it's got consonants where vowels should be and vowels where consonants should be. But it's like plant skid, S-K-Y-D-D or something. And they get it from, I think it's like, deer blood it's like dried deer blood or something like that and it literally just freaks the fuck out of the animals man they smell that shit and it just it smells like this is a test of the emergency bong hit system this is only a test This is a test of the emergency bong hit system. The bong hitters in your area and voluntary defiance of federal, state, and local authorities have developed this system to keep you informed in the event of a bong hit emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, the attention signal you just heard would have been followed by official supply information, police scanner news, and emergency bong hitting instructions. This concludes this test of the emergency bong hit system. I like turtles. Yeah, watch that. Uh, your six-plus hours a day of full direct sun is great. That's enough sun to keep them rocking, and I hope you're able to pull off an outdoor harvest. So, uh, yeah, recharge, water, and in-ground should just really put to work a lot of what hopefully is natively there in the soil also, just organic material. So, oh, yeah, I forgot to, uh, to mention here his PS, <laughs> um, which, you know what, I, I, I'll summarize it maybe here. Uh, basically, you know, he's saying, I don't know which one he does, but I'm figuring that out. SPS is somebody who does his own podcast. He says the dream is always to find a way to possibly monetize it for your efforts. So as long as you're promoting products you believe in and would use yourself, he says, I say, forget the jerks for the grief that they give you for taking some ad money. Pimp away guys. Pimp away. Thanks for the, he goes, thanks for the free podcast. I've really learned a lot. And that's a great point. I just wanted to mention that, you know, it's like, we're not, we're not, we've gone through many different ways if you listened from day one and trying to figure out this this dude grows show uh but and there was talks of restricted content and this and that but every i mean 100th episodes coming up wednesday man completely free i don't know how many hours of growth talks that's that's what i'm pushing dude hell yeah man and i mean the the benefit is in the community man we've built this dgc we got friends all over the country i mean it, it's huge man that that's our payback man so thank you all yes all right Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's see here. Number three, mainly for you, Scotty. The reason I'm writing in is what's up with the product Guardian? Uh, basically said he's been trying to get a hold of you, Scotty, and get in touch with somebody that sells it. He looked all over the internet. He can't find what he's looking for. Um, so, and he goes on. Well, first off, let's address that. Do you, how do we? How does he get Guardian? Do you know? You know, I just saw that Guardian was approved for sale. Let me let me Google it. Give me a couple seconds. I'll find it. But it was approved for sale in Colorado, I think Washington. And Guardian's that spider mite uh, solution we were talking about. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's good for just about anything. But it's like this. It smells like cinnamon. It must have a little cinnamon oil in there, a little yeast, something. But man, it's badass, man. And I just sprayed some last night, actually, and I kind of went into one of these rooms. It's really hot in one of my back rooms. I'm about to trying to sucker the dude and and todd to come on up and help me redo the air cooling system but i'm about about to spend a day or two doing that and uh have some spider mites that just come in this last corner it's just perfect environments for them in this one corner the spider mites come and sure enough i've got a plant that 
is about close to harvest. You know, one of these candy lands, it's a 45 day plant. So it's about close to harvest and there's some spider mites on it. So I grabbed a fogger out yesterday and at first I just fogged it with plain water, but it's still at about a week to go. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to fog it with this guardian and I'm going to harvest it in a week and I'm going to see what's up. And so, you know, Mike over at, uh, the, the inventor of guardian says that you can use it, you know, pretty much till day of harvest. So eh, fuck it, man. Yeah. I think I'll do you, a little research sure you on can. it. Man. You said, have you mixed it up? How does it smell? It smells like cinnamon, man. At least your room smelling like cinnamon. It's beautiful. That's man. like Ed Rosenthal's product. You know, it's been around. It's the exact same thing. His uh, zero tolerance. I don't know if it's the smells... exact same thing now. Just well, it uh, okay, like I won't cinnamon. say the exact, <laughs> you know? but it's definitely cinnamon, uh, cinnamony, and it's cinnamony enough to where I wouldn't be spraying it on my flowers. It's like some of those products. Yes, I know you, you can do it. You know, but do I want to do it? Do I want to spray? Anything with a cinnamon smell that I'm gonna take, I'm afraid it's gonna Look, mess with the flowers, man. That's what's fun about growing your own, man. You know what I'm saying? I threw this on one small plant that I had. We're gonna do an experiment. We're gonna learn. We're gonna be able to talk to people if they've got spider mites. It'd be nice to know that you could throw something on on the last three days. And hey, things do break down, especially under that intense light. That light breaks things down. Some things break down at 24, 36 hours, really quick. So I, I'd, I'd like to see what happens, man. I'm just saying I'm doing an experiment. So you're going to spray it up on the candy land, you said? I sprayed it last night. You know, I'll, right. I'll probably harvest it in about, I'll probably harvest it on Friday somewhere around there. So it's not a big plant, couple ounce plant. So let's see what happens, man. But definitely. Word. Uh, yeah. I mean, worst case scenario anymore with the extractors, if your bud sucks and smells like cinnamon, you can freaking extract it. You know? Well, he goes on to say, you got to hit me up with the link, man. He said, these spider mites are, the, are coming back. I, I want to get some ladybugs or something for these damn mites um this is a plant he did he did get some recharge on a bonus note though and said his plants are much healthier so right now he's got some transport and he's spraying neem and pyrotine it's probably a form of well it doesn't say that here but yeah for maybe that's a brand of perithrin or perithrin anyway neem and that two to three times a week don't want to have to use something like no pest strips. Yeah, don't use those. Those are like those pest strips they sell for like under your kitchen cabinet at the depot right. or some shit. Man, Farmer Tim's um, DGC, man. I'm going to get him straight. I've got some Guardian here. I think it was actually already sent out to you, Tim. But um, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to work it out, man, because... Uh, Man, that's going to be tough if they're coming back every few days. You know, that means you know, if it's an well, outdoor situation or whatever, but you've got the perfect environment for them, man. I think we got to really look at, at changing up the environment, moving some air around those plants or something like that to keep those. Yeah, make sure your plants are trimmed up enough. You're getting the proper spray coverage. I mean, if you're not, I don't know, what he didn't say what phase of growth he's in, but using your neem and perithrum mix two to three times a week with thorough coverage should be ta eliminating the problem within at least, you know, 10 days to two weeks of spraying. Because they can't, you know, they and look, yeah, look at that. Unless you're re, you know, reintroducing them into your garden from somewhere else, uh, you know, their life cycle, I think, is something like every three days, roughly. You know, a mite has an egg, and then three days later, that so that's why you can't have ever, ever take care of them in one spray. And of course, there's some extra eggs here or there, but um, yeah, hook them up, man. And he can let us know about the guardian. Oh, I, I know about the guardian, man. This shit works. All right, I'm gonna. I need to get some too, so I can. I'm not saying anybody's trying to rip anybody off, but it's like. Sometimes when, uh, and I have to check the price point on it, but this new product's out. It smells like cinnamon. It's like, well, Ed's product's been out for many, 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 many years. So No. Anyway. And cinnamon oil's been out for many years. And just because you smell cinnamon oil in a product doesn't mean it's the only thing that's working. It means they put cinnamon oil on it. And maybe cinnamon oil's one of the best oils for killing those bugs. 
Um, but it doesn't mean that there's not, I know they put yeast in it and whatnot, but I don't want to sell somebody short just because their product sells, smells like two products smell similar. That do they no, I hear product. you. I'm not saying it. They might be using the same work. carrying agent or something like that, you know? Yes, yes. Are you using a carrying agent with it? Are you throwing in some easy wet or transport or Fuck are you yeah. using it on your own? Fuck no. I'm always, man, no matter what, you always have to get something to keep it stuck to the leaf. You know, this could be the most amazing thing since sliced bread. If you can't get it to stay on the area that it needs to be on, it's no good to anybody. So, yeah, I'm always using something like either transport or easy wet uh to uh to keep it to stick to the leaf all right all right i like it i do too yeah like i said you see the difference in the spray if you don't believe it just use it with it without it and you'll see it how it just doesn't beat off the leaf and gets the sticky sheen on there definitely man all right let's see here let's see here let's go one more before we take another break man go one more here this is uh thanks farmer tim for that by the way hey guys so i did it finally he says he went and um I guess this has got all my go- got all my good stuff in summary. Some of the times this is uh, hard to read. Anyway, ended up getting a two by four by six ten. So I think this is a grower. Yeah, that we were consulting on on the show. He is tempted to turn his closet into the grow or buy a tent. Gotcha. So we ended up going to get a tent, two by four by six tent with a can filter, nine thousand, an exhale fan attached to it. I think the nine thousand that's the can filter that's maybe two feet long or a little bit more and pretty like the diameter of a big coffee can. So it's pr- pretty applicable to small situations. And he's got a pro uh, T5 light for nutrients. He said he got, which this is a pretty common pack because uh, they really pushed it back in the day, the general organics go pack, which is just a pack. I think of their eight ounce bottles, like six or eight of them in a pack. I really liked, and, I did. Bleh, I did really like that stuff, man. A general organics. I thought that was a good, or you know, I'm putting air quotes around it because I don't really think it's organic, but um, I thought that was a good soupy line, I'll say, man. Yeah, I used it once definitely when I had a strawberry cough in a tent with a 600. I enjoyed, but he says how often, or he says the seedlings have sprouted, and now I'm seeing how it goes. Only a couple of concerns. How often should I use the nutrients? The box feed chart goes week by week. And I have a bio weed marine. Can I use that as the fuller spray? So that's like his kelp. Um, last but not least, when should I start stop molasses? Uh, he's growing the blue Hawaiian strain, 65 plus days of flowering. Uh, so with the geo line or any, you know, not any, but this I would recommend like Scotty, it's a, like a murky, you know, thick organic nutrient. Um, I would be feeding it probably at the most every other watering. And that that bio weed or slash bio marine, um, their marine I think is a fish and kelp, and I think the bio weed is just probably a kelp, right? I thought so. Well, so, yeah, one was a um, the marine I thought was like a cold processed squid back in the day. I don't know if they changed it or not. But no harm, man. I would just off the top of my head, sure, throw a teaspoon of one or of each into a quart of water and put some transport up in there and spray away. You're not going to hurt your plants with that, though. They should definitely dig on it. Uh, and as far as yeah, the geo line, keep in mind if you have a quality, as with most organic lines, if you have a quality, you know, water source, your pH is. I mean, I called them on this, and my pH was way up; it's almost eight. And they said, "Don't worry about it. No pH in with this line. It's all biologicals. Don't pH." Great line for recharge to uh, to add to that line. Uh, just kind of makes sense with the way everything's going. And then as far as adding molasses, then you won't have to buy a separate molasses. There's enough molasses and recharge to get you set. There's enough kelp uh, too, man. You can leave out the marine and you can leave out the molasses. Definitely. 
and put yeah, in but some if you microbes. Don't... Anybody that talks grow, sorry, I'm going to fucking bring it up every single time, but when you talk grow and you don't have a microbial package, you don't have something to support a living soil, you're fucking up, man. You know, straight up. I don't know how else to be any more clear. You're making life hard for you, man. Let Mother Nature play Mother Nature. You just give it the raw starting ingredients it needs and let them process it at, at the right times, man. And that's what microbes do. Yeah, I totally agree with that, of course. Uh, and let's see, lastly, are there any other tips I had on that? Um, no, I mean, you should be you should be good, good to grow. Good to grow, man. Uh, enjoy and uh, don't cut out uh, your grow too early with that line. You want to keep it obviously going a little bit in bloom. As far as following that, you know, the feed chart on the box, you got to know your strain and watch it. You can gently follow. The feed charts are a guide, you know, no matter which one it is. Like, this is the idea. So start to use it. Usually most feed charts you're going to go a bit lighter on. And, uh, yeah, enjoy growing that blue Hawaiian strain. I bet you get some good tasting bud, man. I remember your general organics bud that came out was delicious, man. Had some bud envy that night, man. Yeah, I like that BioThrive Bloom. I haven't used it in a while. I went from that to using Soul Synthetics Bloom, and now I'm using the BioFloors. Just torn it all around the nutrient line. It is funny that the only place you can find the word organic is in the name of the company, though. (laughs) Definitely. That is definitely a a good one. I like it. Um, All right, let's take a break and uh, roll on to we got about, man, I don't know, four, three, three, four more Grow Talk questions. You guys should send some more in. Email your Grow Talk questions, dudegrows at Gmail. Let me know, uh, email right when you hear this. If you have anything you want to talk to Dinesh about from Optic Foyer, we're going to get an interview with him over the next day or two, as well as Jake from Growmore. Another reminder there. Any other uh, announcements while we're in the middle of the show? I'm putting the announcements in the middle of the show because then you could just skip them at the end. You know? I don't know, man. Going over to the uh, grow tent later, man. Going to do some uh, little O2 grow lab experiments, man. Still trying to find a dissolved oxygen meter to really do these tests, though, man. But yeah, yeah, I just been do, getting ready to do a couple of videos there this week, so I'll post those right on dudegrows.com. And no, no more announcements, my friend. Dude's outdoors going on. I can tell you that officially now. We'll be talking about that Wednesday in uh, what's growing on Wednesdays. Definitely got my plants outside, so it's just a pretty sight. I'm just, they're just cute little ladies now, but they're going to turn into some monsters. So, all right, man, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back, guys. Listening to Dude Grow Show with Scotty Real, dude. Dudegrows.com. Yeah, man. Would you like to come on a wonderful trip with me where you could be most anything you'd like to be?
All right, all right. Let's roll on. Let's roll on here. Where are we at? Numero five. Is that how you say it, right? Numero five. You got it, man. You see, man, you could live in Mexico for years without being spotted. Dear dude and Mr. Reels with a Z. I noticed I have spider mites. This is not in my garden yet, but on my house plants via Home Depot. Uh-huh. I should have known better. I wasn't thinking. Anyways, I took them outside and sprayed everything down with neem oil, including my garden, which is on day 14 of flower. I didn't see any in there, and I used a light strength application of food of a food-safe product, half strength but very thoroughly, as I wasn't sure. Now I know they're now I know they're in there. I don't care about my house plants. They're now just patio ornaments, which I will treat again. But there were webs in my living room. Shit. <laughs> So it was bad. It's only logical that some got into my grow, though. I want to use ladybugs the next six or seven weeks to ensure everything's okay. I found them for $11 for 1500s this season's generation. I read to refrigerate, spray with some water, late evening, and release under a sheet. Interesting. Uh, he said, also, this is a cool trick. Heard you can spray the ladybugs with sugar water, gluing the wings shut for several days. He goes, ha-ha. <laughs> now, now in my room is 10 by 10. It's 99% sealed. So how many of these should I release? A hundred a week, every week, or all of them at once? What has worked best for you, JJ? Yeah, man, I released some ladybugs a few months ago, and you know, I believe, man, and if there's an entomologist in there, tell me I'm wrong, man. But I believe it's the larvae that really eat the bugs, man. So uh, I believe you're not really too worried about that first generation, but you're really worried. You know, you really the, the voracious eaters are, are the second generation that are coming out. So what you want to do is just be able to establish colonies of these things so they they really start living. I I put in I don't know a thousand or something like that, a kind of ridiculous amount, and uh, yeah, I got weeks and weeks of ladybugs in there and i don't think their their life cycle is that long but i think they're regenerating because i would see ones with no spots on them like really really young looking ones and whatnot so yeah i would yeah and i'm a fan of ladybugs i definitely use them outdoor uh i haven't used them indoor in a while you're day 14 of flower so if i were you i would go in and thoroughly you know make sure you have your loop we haven't talked about everybody you need to have a 30 times jeweler's loop um you can get it on Amazon for like three bucks. Grow stores got some Active Eye brands with little LED on it for like still like thirteen bucks. And go around that garden. They they like to reappear, hang out on those lower lower one third of the plant under a leaf. Like you'll just find this one leaf over here that's still got a few. But just check, see if you have any, and you know spend. Spend freaking the half hour in there. Smoke a J, go in there and spend a half hour looking everywhere. And then, you know, you can establish, okay, I didn't find any. So, obviously, right now, they could be around. But you have time to spray again, too. Day 14, I would spray at least one more time in flower, if not two. You know, you could take it to up to uh, 30 days in the flowering in the plants. You're, you're not going to mess those flowers up with a, a gentle neem spray. Azimax is a little less funky, I think, and, and uh, I don't want to say clear. But, you know, mixes well to use uh, as well as there's so many, like we just talked about, Guardian Botanical Sprays out there. There's one called Kapow with the essential, uh, I guess I'll call it the essential botanical oils in it, extracts. Man, fuck that. You're going to be water. You, he's obviously got the right environment to attract spider mites. So he's going to be having this problem over and over again. So he's going to be spraying up till the day of harvest, which is not a good solution. Well, no, I didn't. No, I'm not done yet, man. I was to say after one more spray... Um, then sure go with, if you, if you can't find any, but you got the gut feeling, there's still something in there, 
release some predator mites. Or, you know, ladybugs are fine as long as you don't mind them getting up in your lighting and ducting and fans. Like, they get all over the place. But um, I was going to say, yeah, it's just a, a, a managed, like, predator mite release. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, if you got these things, man, you've got to uh, change the environment. You know what I mean? And, and, you change the environment, some you know, by changing your humidity, changing your temperature, um, but also by changing the amount of of natural predators that are in there. And that's one thing that we that differs. That's why uh, outside you don't have the crazy pest problems that you have inside a lot of the times because you've got the natural predators that exist outside. You know, they exist naturally. But um, yeah, ladybugs are cool. Like I said, I was talking to that guy Nathan at Nature's Control, and they have a lot of cool things, specifically for uh for spider mites. They've got like a triple threat pack that's got like three different types of predators, probably those Californicus, those uh, Prosimilids, and what were those the Neo somethings that you had? Oh man, I don't remember. But yeah, though, and the, this is a real. We need to get into it more, Scotty. Maybe this will be the subject with Doctor Tom because this is totally overlooked. You know, even. Uh, talked to a, a, a grower, um, a salesman over at Way to Grow, and I had the hemp russet mites, and he's like, "Yeah, throw a match in there, dude. Throw them, you know." And I understand where they're coming from, but sometimes, but people overlook like this realm a bit, where once you at least get Whoa. some, if not, you can fix it most... by throwing a match in there, man. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "No, they always come back. Like you're <laughs> done." And it's like, man, I don't want to. You know, it's a lot of work, but uh, knock on a snowboard right here. Um, I, yeah, it's been, I have been hand-brushed mite free now for, I don't know, at least five months. I'm, I'm assuming they're pretty much gone, but I did that biological release. I released way too many because I thought the first ones I got were dead in the vial, but they are so small and like translucent, even with my, I was scoping them with the 30 times really hard. And then finally I saw them. Um, so I ended up releasing 10,000 because the company sent me another tube and that's in a little three lighter room. So but regardless, it is a great way, especially in flowering. And yeah. A full-on fan when you can't spray anymore or don't yeah, want you think you have some, do it. Yeah. Hey, I've just pulled up some information on ladybugs, by the way, and it is true. It says, uh, females lay their eggs in yellow clusters under a leaf or a stem, often near a colony of aphids, tiny garden pests that damage many plants. And then within a week, the eggs hatch in an alligator-shaped larvae that start gobbling up aphids that are tiny worms and a variety of insects that gardeners are happy to get rid of. So yeah, the most voracious eaters are the uh, are, are are the larvae. It's- but they have to have though. Also, I think you know to have the stuff established a uh, uh, a food source and whatnot. I don't know what the difference is here. What you just? I mean, I know when I go and I buy a pack of ladybugs and there's shit on my plants to eat that I can visually see. What I, they just go chomping immediately. Like yeah, it makes sense. I mean, what are they going to starve? And then, then most of their population takes off or whatever. But there's always I can always find some in my garden too, which is you know, it's a good way to do it. But we'll come up with a hookup, man, for the DGC. We got to get with the yeah. I think you rec- what was the name of the one you're talking Nature's about? Nature's Control, man, and they do work with a lot of the grow stores. Um, they've been around forever. I think they're out of either Oregon or or Washington. I'll have to check. But the guy seemed really cool, really seemed to know his stuff. And I just know that they've been dealing with with our types of grows. You know, a lot of these guys really don't deal with indoor grows. They're, they're hatcheries. And they're dealing with, you know, whatever, Napa Valley wine guys or, you know, whatever. Um, these guys have been dealing with cannabis folks for a long time. So cool guy. And uh, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But I'll, I'll throw some love to him, man. Nathan at Nature's Control. Actually, I'll throw a link up on Dude Grows, too. All right, all right. Number six 
from Puffin for Hands, or Puffins for Hands. In short, from Puffin. <laughs> coming at, he says, he says, coming at you from the UK. Love the podcast. I'm a fairly new grower and have a couple of things I want to hear your opinions on. Have either of you guys heard of or used number A, Autopots, uh, or B, a Budmaster LED grow light? Both are manufactured in the UK. I've just built myself a grow space using both of the above products and wondering if you have any advice for my garden. I know Scotty is onto the LED technology and was wondering what his thoughts would be on the Budmaster lights. Check them out. I'm growing some Malawi. I don't know. You got that? <laughs> M-A-L-A-W-I. Malawi, I guess I'll call it. Right. Uh, Ace, Pan- Panama, Cannabigion, and Critical Plus freebie from Blimburn. Yes, I love genetics. I said they should just be numbered. Also, I'm growing number 242, Scotty. Also, the main reason I'm getting in touch, um, of course, Scotty, will you ship some recharge to the U.K.? Uh, take it easy. You're Finn from across the pond, a puffin. Nice. I, yeah, you, yeah. I checked out the uh, the auto. I've known about the autopods. I think that's a pretty cool system. Um, they got that aqua valve. It's a gravity feed. A super simple system to set up. No pump involved. Are you sure there's no uh, pump? I thought there was a pump on the autopod. Yeah, no, no pump, and it just keeps a, maintains the water. I mean, you do have to do a hand watering session i don't know how long it depends you know to get everything started and uh they recommend a mix i think of 50 50 cocoa and hydrogen because they have to have good drainage uh but you know other than that you're not going to want to use anything it's going to be one of those systems where i think you're going to want to use a real clean hydronutrient you know because it's got pretty i think one eighth you know lines on it you don't want to use anything that would get those lines clogged up and whatnot so but overall though i've seen these systems and they're really easy and effective for if you like, as you say, putting your garden on on autopilot for a little bit to go away or whatever, right? Um, right. But I just like the, I prefer uh, to make my own. If I'm doing this shit for 150 bucks, man, I would just prefer to make my own, man. So I can just go. I go to. I'm probably spoiled because I can go to way to grow and buy everything I need. But I get four or five gallon buckets for five bucks each. I drill a a one. I, I'll use nice one inch plumbing. So I'll go get some one inch stuff for you know whatever fifty cents or a dollar each. You know, some up to six bucks. I go get ten bucks worth of one inch tubing. So, and you know, I mean, I can just build this thing for like, you know, and then go get a garbage can. You know what I mean? I'm at seventy five dollars, and I've got something that's even got bigger. Uh, I'm sorry, I need to buy a float valve. So I'm at a hundred bucks to build this thing, and I've got it with bigger drainage. But I don't know. I guess it's up to you know. It depends what people want, man. I like to build my own. It does. Uh, you want an analogy, man? Yep. There's a lot of ways to skin a cat. That's what my dad used to say. <laughs> Dad's pretty weird dude, huh? Yeah, well, he grew up on the farm out there. So on the farm, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, man. <laughs> yeah, there is, man. This is cool for somebody, you know, if you wanted to just get this going, I guess. I just don't trust. I'm looking at those skinny tubes, and I'm wondering what that is, man. Yeah, I don't, the irrigation is pretty small on it. But, um, yeah, I think if you stuck with the uh, clean nutrients, it would be a pretty smooth system. Yeah. Those Budmaster LEDs. I have not seen or familiar with them over on their site, and it, it looks like the old kind I mean, of LED I'm, to me. Yeah, I'm not too stoked on seeing the red and the blue and the like. Yeah, I do like though on their site. Kind of interesting um, when you uh, they give you the option to build your own. So it's called you know they have their Budmaster XG OD 
lights. They have all kinds, and then they have a build a bud mask, but, so that you can actually get you know their light parts and configure it to your own size. So that's kind of cool for hobbyists people who want to kick their own LED. The LEDs so. that I'm really stoked on are the ones where you don't have to have a whole big panel of them. You can put one of these diodes every eight inches or so. And they provide serious amounts of light. You know, each diode is probably a 100-watt diode that is just dialed down or driven soft at maybe 50 watts. That's, uh, you know, and then, it, you know, you take a bunch of those and you put them together. Um, but not, like, next to each other, like, eight inches apart from each other. So that's how you'd be able to tell the, the style LED that I'm interested in. And it's going to be or it's going to be bright white. It's not you're not going to be able to look at it. Um, similar to the the way that the uh, Spectrum King looks, you know, you know, I mean, they do theirs in a little bit different configuration, but that's the technology that I'm interested in. That white LED technology. Gotcha, gotcha. What about uh, ship and recharge over the UK, man? man that's just not ha- I it's wish not I possible. Could figure out, it? man. Any of y'all, man, dude. I'm I'm asking for uh, if y'all know anything. If y'all are importers, exporters, or whatever, let me know. But I heard it. Man, it's why a don't bitch. you just reach out to the crew, dude? You I know, am optic right now. Fo- optic foliars, optic foliars carried in the UK. Initial filling in, maybe. All right, we'll have to out. hang out, man. To hang out all right. and talk. I've been, I've been trying. I've been trying to do Amazon international shipping because we get all sorts of Canada specifically. And every time I call up my registration agent, she's like, good luck. She's like, you'll need this agent and that agent. And I'm like, whoa, can't you just do it for me? <laughs> all right. Uh, next next question. Come on. What you got? Hi, dude and Scatty. Love listening to your show. I'm a super noob, and I'm building my first grow closet now. That's what I'm Getting talking prepared. about, man. Homeboy's building it, man. So he's going to get everything custom built to exactly what he needs, man. I like it. Getting prepared for Oregon's legalization to go into effect July. I will be doing a captain-style scrog since we're only allowed four plants. I'm looking for a beginner's guide to feeding. There are many good books that will help me. Um, are, oh, sorry. Are there any good books that will help me understand when and why I'm feeding nutrients? Should I just be following a company's feed chart? If so, what is a good feed chart that is dummy friendly? Oh, this gives me a chance to plug our new sponsor, man. I, I didn't know if they wanted me to say this about their product or not, but the thing that the wrap on canna is it's idiot proof. Because it's not salty, it's really hard to burn them. If you use recharge with it, the recharge acts as a buffer. You end up getting a, re- a ton of really good, clean nutrient, and then you get a huge buffer with the recharge, man. Just starting with Canna A and B and recharge, it might be hard to find. You might have to kind of seek it out, but that's idiot proof right there, man. Dummy friendly. Sorry, it's dummy friendly. <laughs> dummy friendly. Yeah, an- yeah. Another dummy friendly, real quick, I'll get them out real quick, is uh, uh, Dynagro. No longer a sponsor of the show. They were, we worked with them for a little bit and super cool guys. I really like those guys. I'm sure we'll see them back here later. But Dynagro uh, Foliage Pro. Man, that stuff is a really cool nutrient. It is a little salty. I mean, you see like a little bit of the, you know, the salt on the bottom of it sometimes or whatever like that. But all I can tell you is the shit works really good, man. I mean, it... uh. It works with, re, you know, I do believe that using those microbes, man, I'll say it, recharge, 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 right me. <laughs> but it really does work well, man. It makes a lot of lesser nutrients or nutrients that are much more sensitive and much more touchy. Uh, makes them just, gives them a, a wider range of, 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 you know, working range, I guess you would call it. Yeah, I was going to uh, recommend, I mean, start creating your own feed chart. There's really for uh, a new journal. Well, I mean, you got to start documenting what you have going on as far as 
you know, being able to look back, I recommended the Grow Buddy app. And if you want something that's just pen and paper, depending on your levels of, you know, you're in Oregon, you're in a legal state, dude. I would get a Grow Buddy app for your your PC. It's free. Uh, or do the Chronic Gardener, Chronic Gardeners Grow Journal is a nice paper one that's all set out for it you. It is cool. Or just use it. Use your smartphone. You know what I mean? No big deal using your smartphone. Call it your tomato garden. Uh, good books, though. I mean, if he wants to grow organically, we talked about it before. The Rev, the Rev, R-E-V, has got a good book out, The True Living Organics. I started um, looking at other- that one, but that's def- I wouldn't think that's really for beginners, man. You know, I mean, I think a beginner needs to just follow a feed chart, do something. That's why I recommended can of A and B. You don't even have to follow a feed chart. You put equal parts of both in until you achieve the parts per million you want. Literally, it's like 10 mils per gallon of each goes in. Uh, and then you just hand water a little recharge in there every now and again. And I mean, that's, that's the simplest, same with, the uh, the, the one part that Dynagro one part, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Literally just put it in, you put your parts per million pen in, you, you know, you put 10 mils per gallon, you put your parts per million pen in, you see what it registers. You know, it's so simple. Even Jake's three part, uh, J- Jacob from Growmore has a three part, uh, formula and he has a complete grow chart with all the additives. I was told you can follow that almost to a T. That is almost per- is pretty much perfect for cannabis. So, I mean, something like that, you know, almost anything. But I would say start with the fucking, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, either start with something where you can, it can be a constant where you just put. Where can we find that grow more feed chart, man? Is that. Uh... It was on our site, man. Dude, I'll make sure that it's prevalent on our site. I'll put it up on recent posts on our site because it was. It was yeah, definitely we need to put there. that baby just right back up. That was a really good one. Uh because like you said, that was made. It wasn't just made in general. It was basically made by Jake for, you know, people figuring, getting dialed in with the Grow More yep. Newts. So. Yeah, and I mean, Grow More Newts are great. Hey, they're a supporter and we love them. They're a little bit hard to find some places, though. That's the wrap on them. So, um, Well, and don't, don't forget, it. you're in Oregon. So being in a legal state, there's got to be some good resources either already there or opening up in grow shops. And I'm so a shout out. Shop, hey, well, hang, I'm sorry, but if he's in Oregon, man, and he wants to grow some dank, flavorful weed, you know, Nectar for the Gods has a huge following over there, man. I'm sure you could get somebody at your grow store at a, or at a Nectar store. Or shit, I'm sure Scott's within a couple hours. The owner's within a couple hours of you, man. You could probably learn how to use that line and grow some tasty weed too. You know, if you want to be if you want to be a homeboy over there with Oregon, Oregon's own, yeah. man. But yeah, and find if yeah, if, if anybody anywhere, if you're not happy, if you are somebody that visits the uh, hydro store because and not get any knowledge and service you want, you got to figure that out because that's a great resource. Typically, you can walk right in and you know, hey, I'm having this issue, this issue, and they should know those nutrients pretty well and get things dialed out. Yeah. Not everybody has that resource, I know, but you know, it's like joining a, I don't know, a church maybe or something like that. You know, there's a bunch of them around. They're all pretty good, man. You know, they're all enjoyable. They're all right for somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Scotty Real, church to nutrients analysis. But I'm trying to think of something, man, that's always, you know, I mean, there really is. I mean, something. there's something for everybody in there, man. Dynagrow is so simple, okay? Is it, you know, I, I prefer Canna over it myself personally. If I'm setting... Fuck, man, if I'm setting a family member up that I just want him to get through the harvest and he goes, what do I do? What, what do I pour in? Yeah, I might recommend Dynagrow. It's super simple, you know, and, and it works. If I'm got a, you know, a, a guy that's a, a chemistry student in college and he really wants to get into it and he knows NP and K and he's studying horticulture or something. Yeah. Then you say, here's a three part and you can really control each, you know, the, you know, the, the 
rates of each element in it. Cool, man. You know, but it really does matter if somebody's going outdoors and they've got a, you know, they've got a stream that they're going to and they don't want to have to pack gallons of, of nutrient, maybe a dry nutrient would be good for them. You know what I'm saying? So each type of nutrient is made for a different situation and a, and a different type of person. You know, remember that Aptis stuff that was really super expensive? This stuff Aptis came out. It was a European nutrient and it was like hundreds of dollars. I mean, it was like a thousand dollars for the line. It made advanced nutrients look cheap, you know, and that's yeah. for somebody, you know, they made that as the most expensive nutrient for the, you know, 5% or 2% of a hundred that say, Oh, I just want the best. I want the most expensive. Whatever's the most expensive must be the best. I want that, you know? Uh, I I agree. Yeah, it's man. just like, do you want another analogy? It's like sunglasses, man. Mine pair are three dollars, my friend, and I will lose them next week. Yeah, there's people who spend eight hundred dollars on sunglasses. Oh man, I had <laughs> last time I was visiting family of family in Florida. My uh, I don't know, aunt in law or whatever she would be called. Uh, her son, yeah, four hundred dollars in the ocean playing in the waves. It's like, oh, she's like, yeah, my sunglasses fell off. I'm thinking like, no big deal, but they're four hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, dear God, I'll just people. rip somebody else off for four. I'll just take $400 from somebody else tomorrow. No problem. All right, man. I think that will conclude <laughs> today's show and the Grow Talk. Come back with us Wednesday for the 100th episode of the Dude Grow Show. Tell your grow stores, tell your friends, tell everybody that would you know want to grow some dank to listen to the Dude Grow Show, man. You can pretty much find it anywhere these days, I think. Um, even over on iHeartRadio, if you will. Yeah, hey, guys, so, if it's not showing up, we have been moving things around with a new website. If it's not showing up where you normally consume your podcasts, you know, I heard we're not on Stitcher anymore, please let us know, man, because we want to get out to all y'all. And, uh, yeah, so if there's a problem where somebody lost our stream, just let us know. We'll resubmit it to them. Yeah, and you should. Uh, we should be. We are on Stitcher. It was just it hasn't updated, so I'm on that. You know, like I said, you guys send that stuff, and we – we're our own IT department here, as well as growers, tokers, and, uh, yeah, whatever else. Happy, man. Summer's here. I'll say happy summer. The plants are outside. We'll be talking about that, guys. Hopefully figuring out how to get some video incorporated back up into the, the, the DGC more of a dude grows garden. And, uh, dude, yeah, man. I was feeling like such an asshole yesterday, man. Just, just pent up, you know what I mean? Just had a bunch of... I don't know, a bunch of thoughts in my head, I guess, you know, all this website and sponsorship crap and all that. And man, I just said, you know, I started started responding to emails and Facebook stuff. And I was like, whoa, I better stop and just go in the garden, man. And, you know, I just went in the garden. Damn, for the first couple hours, I, just, I smoked two joints. Man, I smoked a joint and I just went and rolled another one and smoked another one and just played with some clones and just uh, actually had some bamboo down there and some vegetables that I was playing with. Started, you know, just started playing around in the garden and messing around, just perfecting it. Getting, didn't even do anything really. Just got it all, just, well, I'll call it tweaking, you know? Just got everything perfected, watched the water go, did some experiments. And man, I came out feeling so goddamn good, you know, a couple hours later. It just really relaxes you, man. It's such a great hobby. You know, it doesn't have to be about commercial production of cannabis, man. It can be about growing a couple plants right alongside your herbs and your vegetables and, and just being a bit sustainable. You know, not having to go to store to store and buy four dollars for a, a a bag of basil when you're making Italian food, and not having to go spend a hundred dollars for a quarter bag of herb. You know, when when you want to smoke some weed. Yes, sir. I agree with that. I love that last part. Not having to go buy herb. 
Yeah, man, that, oh. that used to be a hassle, and it didn't always it didn't always turn out to be the most awesome experience, you know. <laughs> no. All right, man. Let's roll. Let's roll. We got shiz to do. Uh, we'll see you guys Wednesday. You're listening to the Dude Grows Show. And, uh, man, be ready for heat coming. Don't forget, summer's coming. That's right. Check all your AC and ventilation and maybe think about shutting off some lights, turning down some lights, whatever you got to do. Shutting off some lights. Are you fucking nuts? Let's not say things we can't take back here, dude. (laughs) I do always question my decision to shut off two lights this time of year, but there's too much fun shit to do outside here in Colorado. All right. All right. I'm out, Scotty. I'm out. All right. Take it easy, dude. See you guys soon. Later.
Oh, oh, oh.